With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On this week's episode of Pop Culture Weekly, we celebrate all things Madonna and her 50 number ones. There's only one queen and that's Madonna. Bitch, let's go. Welcome to Pop Culture Weekly with Kyle McMahon from iHeartRadio. Your pop culture news, views, reviews, and celebrity interviews on all the movies, TV, music, and pop culture you crave weekly. Here's Kyle McMahon. Hello, and welcome to Pop Culture Weekly with Kyle McMahon. I, of course, am Kyle McMahon, and today it is all about Madonna, the queen of pop, top-selling female artist in history. She is releasing today, depending on when you listen to this, her brand new compilation, Finally Enough Love, 50 Number Ones. That's freaking insane, 50 Number Ones. Like, insane, insane. The compilation is available on streaming, on digital, on physical, on uh, CD and vinyl, um, everywhere you get your music. And it's pretty insane. She has personally curated this uh, collection, which has remixes, dance remixes, um, instead of the traditional album or or single version. So that's really cool because, you know, she has now had, I believe, 52 number one hits on the dance charts on Billboard, with her 52nd being currently the queen's remix of break my soul from beyonce so and that is number one right now the queen's remix kind of apropos 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 whatever that you know she is number one while her 50 number ones compilation is out so that's really awesome this compilation is incredible there's more than 220 minutes of music. It's mostly in chronological order. There's a couple of things that are out of order, but otherwise it is. I'm not sure why those couple of songs are out of chronological order. Uh, And then there's the features. Four minutes, she had Justin Timberlake and Timbaland. Me Against the Music was technically a Britney Spears featuring Madonna song. Nicki Minaj on Bitch I'm Madonna. And they were all newly remastered by the incredible Mike Dean, who co-produced her Rebel Heart and Madam X albums with her. So awesome, awesome talent. So Madonna was the first artist to release a uh, remix collection that was You Can Dance back in 1987. And uh, You Can Dance was a huge success. It sold 5 million copies, and it included remixes of tracks from her first three studio albums, which Madonna, Like a Virgin, and True Blue. It included one new track, Spotlight, and um, it went on, I think I said, to sell over 5 million copies in the United States alone and topped the charts in a number of other countries. Spotlight was the only single released from the album, and that was only in Japan. However, due to airplay, uh, it did actually chart on Billboard at number 32. It is the second highest selling remix album of all time, behind only Blood on the Dance Floor from the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. That is a pretty incredible feat. Number three of the top-selling best remix albums is Love by The Beatles. Uh, Linkin Park's Reanimation at number four. J to the L-O, the remixes, number five. Number six, Shut Up and Dance mixes Paula Abdul, number six. Just some interesting other entries on the top-selling best remix albums chart. 
Justin Bieber at number eight with Never Say Never, the remixes with two million copies. Lady Gaga's The Remix at number 18 with half a million uh, copies sold. Shakira at number 19 with The Remixes with 500,000 sold as well. So once again, Madonna just setting the standard for the entire industry. So, you know, that's, that's just on the remix aspect. She is the most remixed act. She has the Guinness World Record for that. Um... She has been remixed and sampled more than any other artist with her songs being remixed over 600 times. She also, world record-wise, has had the largest internet pop concert, her 2008 uh, show at the Brixton Academy in London, where it was broadcast live over the internet. That was 11 million people watched her perform, which smashed the previous record of 3 million from Paul McCartney. Other interesting world records she holds, largest gathering of people dressed as Madonna back in 2014, 440 people came together to dress as Madonna. And she holds the Guinness World Record for top-selling female artist in history with over 400 million albums and singles sold. She is only beat by the Beatles, Michael Jackson, and Elvis, who obviously have all passed away. She is the highest-selling living artist by a large, large, large margin. And her first greatest hits, The Immaculate Collection, which I believe was released back in 1990, has sold over 30 million copies worldwide. So it is the best-selling greatest hits album by a solo artist. Most tickets ever sold by a female artist with over 11 million tickets sold worldwide. 11 million. It's almost 12 million. It's 11.67 million tickets sold worldwide. The highest by far for any female music star and what's interesting is that comparatively compared to all these guys that are on the list she's toured probably only half as much as they have so they got a huge leg up on her with all the tours that they have done first artist to gross one billion dollars from tours and that's only by the way since 1990 which is when they started keeping track only since 1990 she's the highest grossing solo touring artist of all time as she, since from 1990 to 2022, has had over 1.5 billion ticket sales, and that's all solo, all solo. This isn't any package tour with another artist. This is her by herself. Highest grossing tour by a female artist was uh, Confessions Tour, her Confessions Tour back in 2006, which was then she broke her own record and became the highest grossing tour by a solo artist with the Sticky and Sweet Tour. Highest grossing music tour with 3.2 million gross per concert for the Confessions Tour. I mean, it really just goes on and on and on and on. It's insane the amount of records that she has broken in her career. She has set the standard for every artist, male or female, afterwards, bar none. So, in any event, Enough of the records that Madonna has broken because we literally, this would be a seven-hour podcast. So what I'm going to do is if you go to popcultureweekly.com, you can go and see all the content, the blog posts and stuff that I created uh, surrounding this with one is on her uh, records broken and all that kind of stuff. So go check that out for more info on that. I have a very special guest today. He's a lot of fun and I've known him for a long time and he's a great guy. Mike Kilman, I would say, besides being a Madonna superfan, is a Madonna expert. Um, he is in the industry, so he has a unique uh, take as well. You know, he's a music executive, and I really appreciate him coming on to talk all things Finally Enough Love 50 number ones. So without further ado, let's get the party started. I should have had a whole bunch of references to joke with, like, where's the party? Oh, I, I don't know. Let's invite Mike Kilman to start it. <laughs> so here we are. It's a celebration. 
of Madonna's 50 number ones. Finally enough love. Here we go. I am here. I'm very excited because one, we are, it's a celebration. Uh, Holiday. (laughs) (laughs) I am here with the one and only Mike Kilman, who is a music industry executive and Madonna fan, which how could you not be? Welcome, Mike, to Pop Culture Weekly. Thank you for having me. Finally. I know. Seriously. (laughs) And it's the perfect. Well, that's why when this came up, I'm like, it's the perfect um reason for you to come on and it is perfect for you too you know <laughs> fun i love i love to do it i love to be here and i love to talk about my favorite human ever absolutely <laughs> and who i mean there's something wrong with you if she's not your favorite human ever madonna this week depending on when you're listening if you're listening the day this comes out, like you obviously should be listening the day it comes out. Um, (laughs) Latest compilation, Finally Enough Love, 50 Number Ones is out on streaming and physical and vinyl and digital. And um, 50 freaking number ones is absolutely insane. Don't you think? Like, that's crazy. Consistent number ones. There's no gaps. There's no comebacks. Yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of legacy legacy artists. No shade. Yeah. You know, they come, they they come and go and ebb and flow, and maybe they'll have a hit every ten years. These are consistent since the day she gave her tape to that DJ at Danceteria until, you know, this week with Beyonce. Yeah, the remix number one. Here's Vogue back on the charts. Like. What? Yeah. Like consistent number one. It's insane. And, you know, even I, I was looking through as we were doing show prep. And by we, I mean my staff of me while I was doing show prep. You know, I'm looking through and I'm just like, it really is astounding. There is, like you said, there's no gap. And these are soundtracks to so many people. Pop music for sure. Radio for sure. You know. Over 400 million records sold. I mean, this is not, I, it pisses me off when people are like, oh, Madonna, like blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I realize she's gotten that her whole career, but like, you're an idiot if you don't give her props. You Plain know, and simple. Even the haters, like, they're still talking about her. Mm-hmm. They have been since she came out. They will be long after she'll still be around she'll she'll outlive all of us but, yes and she'll still be putting out hits we'll be doing this special 20 years later with 100 number one right because there's no signs of slowing down i mean and they're just timeless they're from everybody to i don't search i find with honey dijon like they're just great she makes great music she makes great records and she's a part of that as a producer as a writer like nobody can write a hook a pop music hook like Madonna, she curates the remixes herself. She's so hands-on and she's so passionate about it. And I think that's what what gives to the longevity of it. And people love it. Even if they say they don't, the numbers say otherwise. Exactly. (laughs) I love that because, you know, that's what it comes down to is um, you can hate her all you want, but she brings the receipts in the charts, in the sales, in the tickets sold. I mean, to me, it's not a it's not a Madonna problem. It's a you problem. If you don't like, and she's having fun, yeah, and she looks great. And yeah. the thing is, like, let her have fun, and if you have fun with her, it's a celebration. No pun intended. Like, it's fun to go with her. You don't have to. You know this ageism this sexism it's cool to critique madonna like oh she looks awful she's too old she needs to retire she needs to sit down it's like no just have fun like i wish i looked like that at 24 let alone 64. right i know when she doesn't like when we bring up her age she's ageless she's timeless <laughs> but um it's 64 in human years it's it's like right. 30 in madonna years <laughs> <laughs> you know, and everybody everybody gets into the group, whether they want to admit it or not. I think it's fun to see this new generation kind of discovering her on TikTok. Yeah. And, 
you know, with shows like Stranger Things and the remixes with Saucy Santana and Beyonce and more to come. Yeah. Probably throughout the year. And as she's working on her film, her visual autobiography, um, not biopic. <laughs> you know, and nobody's nobody does it like her. She's such a bad bleep. Yep, you can like, say it. Yeah, she's just a bad motherfucker. Yeah. And like your favorite could never. I mean, the sex book, <laughs> erotica, they're great pieces of art, but they're bold and like as edgy and as controversial as people want to be, you know, in the moment. Like she paved the way, but it stands the test of time. Mm -hmm. And especially you can tell on these records when you're listening through to these remixes and the originals, they're just great records. They and really, they really are. Art. And the videos are art. That's why they're in MoMA. And, you know, that's the exciting thing about Madonna. And I love the YouTube reaction videos of people watching her tours and videos for the first time. And they're like, what? <laughs> and like, yeah, and you're absolutely right. I mean, she there would not be what we see in pop concerts today. Um, if it wasn't for Madonna, she she opened that door for all of them. You know, there would be no Beyonce. And by the way, I got. Uh, literally all kinds of like death threats and all kinds of stuff. When I made a comment about Beyonce a couple weeks ago on Twitter, which is a piece that I'm bringing my own receipts for, for those people. But, um, <laughs> but there would be no Beyonce or Justin Timberlake or Britney or any of these people without Madonna. And every one of them would agree with that. Um, yeah, you know, you know, from the empowerment of being a woman in the music industry and then starting your own label and uh, and kind of taking control of your career, that had not happened before at the level that it did uh, with Madonna. And that changed the music industry and which changed music, you know? Totally. I mean, she sets the narrative. She's the queen. She is. She continues to. So in 20 years from now, when I don't know, Christina Aguilera is in her 60s and showing, dancing around in a brawl and whatever, and people won't raise an eyebrow. Just remember that when Madonna was doing it, all the heat that she got, and she'll probably still be doing it. Right. Don't get it twisted. She's the healthiest woman in entertainment. She's probably the smartest woman in entertainment. I agree. And one of the smartest in business in general. I mean, she's just so involved in every single aspect of her career. And that's what it's authenticity mm -hmm. in the narrative. And it's her narrative. And there's no that's not marketing. That's not a, a group of people trying to figure out, like, what are we going to do to be relevant? What do, this is the producer you need to work with this. She's just going to go with her instinct like she always has. She's an incredible artist and have fun and just go with it and do it and get into her groove and i just i hope with this release like finally enough love like people will be like yeah this is fun oh yeah we were we remember like all the bs aside like all of the social media commentary like mm -hmm. trolling like whatever that's that's in the moment that's a second that's that is what it is it's it's irrelevant to an artist like Madonna, whose legacy and music and just presence in everybody's life is undeniable. And it's fun. Yeah. Whether you're in a club like the trendiest club in LA or New York or London or Amsterdam or Tokyo, like everybody's going to know that song. They're going to know it's Madonna. Or if you're grocery shopping <laughs> or at Walgreens or at CVS, like waiting for your prescription, and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, <laughs> like Borderline comes on or Vogue or whatever, or Ray of Light. And you're like, yes. But then at the same time, it comes on at the club and it's the same reaction. Yeah. Except, you know, she just transcends. Absolutely. And, you know, and it, you know, there are, I would say the Beatles, Michael Jackson and Elvis um, are really, you know, the group, you know, with Madonna. I mean, there really are no other, and, and obviously she's the only female in that group. There there are no peers, you know what I mean? 
Um, yeah. there are um, no she's peers. always been she's always been a unicorn though right but there's room to love everybody else like mm-hmm. i love Janet jackson too of course i love Cher. i love madonna there's you know it doesn't have to be like either or I love janet we hate madonna like music makes the people come together there's room to love everybody like finally enough love there's enough to go around exactly like, and amen to that down, have fun like let's collaborate like let's just enjoy the moment enjoy the music enjoy the show that she's putting on and be a part of it and that's the general essence of her i think and i think that's what that's what makes her so enigmatic and so impressive and so relatable whether people like to think that or not or Mm -hmm. admit it yeah publicly or absolutely Absolutely. And, and she's done it on her own terms as a woman from the 80s, 90s, 2000s to now. It says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Around the world, especially. Yeah. There are no other artists in her genre or from her time period that are as relevant and impactful today as she is. I mean, there, there's, you know, there's just isn't at that level. You know, it just doesn't happen. She is one of one. But as you said, that doesn't mean that you, you know, Beyonce Bayhive, who attacked me uh, last week, that doesn't mean that there is not space for other artists that are also amazing and talented and and great music and great show. Like there's there's room, you know, there's room. So. There's room for everybody. Yeah. There's a Madonna, <laughs> a Madonna reference for everybody. <laughs> um. So tell me, what are some of your favorite Madonna number ones? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hmm. This is such a hard question. Dance number ones or Hot 100 number Dance ones? Dance number ones. Hmm. I'm going to have to say I am partial and I'm biased to Tracy Young's remixes. I love Tracy Young's remix of I Rise. That is a cool won a Grammy one. for. Yeah. First female producer, I think, to win a Grammy for I In Rise. In that category. Yeah, that yeah. that is an that is a really, really, really good remix of an of an amazing song. Uh, incredible and um moving and important um and the fact that she performs songs like that in countries like russia yeah where it's illegal like madonna does a lot for all kinds of communities marginalized and otherwise yeah which you know um but back to the music uh <laughs> some of my other favorite ones you know i love what it feels like for a girl the above and beyond remake one of my favorites um, nothing really matters at club 69 remix. You know, I, I tend to go back and forth between like these deep house cuts and the more pop leaning ones. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many and they're so they're different. Hard. They are so many we haven't heard yet. The early William Orbit remixes of like justify my love and mm. um, erotica. Those, those are just gritty and amazing. And, um, yeah, you can't ask me what my favorite number one is because I'm gonna literally sit here and name all fifty. All fifty. <laughs> what about on the what about the um album versions or single versions of her fifty number one mm. hits? If you had to okay. pick some of your favorite and of course I pro it would probably would be different if I asked you next week too, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it totally depends on them. Absolutely. So I, I mean, I, Ray of Light did not hit number one um, on the pop charts, but that's definitely up there. You know, I love her ballads, too, even though we're we're in a dance mood. We're, we're dancing right now, <laughs> celebrating. But, you know, songs like this used to be my playground are just like timeless. Yeah. Um, music. Music holds a special place in my heart. 
Uh, I worked at Sam Goody when that single came out specifically for that reason. Oh, did you work there for that? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, I wanted to work there since I was two. I am. Um, I was lucky enough to grow up with um, older brothers and sisters, so we had a jukebox with 45s, and I became obsessed with Material Girl. I was like two, so I had this Barbie, and then my parents bought me the album and the tape. And so I used to put my like a virgin cassette tape into my Teddy Ruck spin. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, there was no coming out needed for me. <laughs> but we used to go to, you know, Teddy Ruxpin did it for you. <laughs> yeah, and my gym and the hologram stalls played perform. And uh, to Madonna. You know, I, I would badger this manager at the mall from when I was a little kid. I was like, can I work here? And she's like, when you're 16, come back and ask me for a job. So on my 16th birthday, I got my license that morning, went right over to Sam Goody. And I was like, I'm 16. I'm ready to start. And they were like, OK, Mike, and I was in <laughs> August and music had just was just coming out. So that one holds a special place in my heart. That's so and, cool. Yeah, it still hits. It's such a great record. It is. And I, I love, but I love for you that, um, and, and that's one of my favorites too, music, but I love for you how that has such meaning for you. And then really it, it kind of set the course of the rest of your life. It did. Shout out Liz Rosenberg. There you go. <laughs> I was like, it's this bold 16 year old email was new ish at the time. And I was like, my name's Mike Gilman and I work at Sam Goody in Salisbury, Maryland. And I want a sales record for the music album. <laughs> and she was like, okay, hit me when you get to college. So again, like, <laughs> we'll hold you to it. Yeah. And like first day of school, like roll into Fordham. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't do orientation. I need to, I need to find Liz Rosenberg. Like, <laughs> That's so awesome. Like, when you're a junior, let me know. <laughs> And then you took the accelerated program at school. Yeah. And I, love, I love American Life. And that is such a great song. And I feel like it's so underrated. It honestly is probably my top two, top three. It goes back and forth. The top three favorite Madonna albums is American Life. And, um, Same. and I Same. feel like American Life, the single got a lot of heat for that rap, which I thought was ironic because it was like, she's in on the joke. Like that's the point. Um, and then people were like, what? Like, I don't, you know, it was, uh, it, but it's such a good song. I love that song. Yeah. I, I love American life. The album, the single, you know, people don't give her, they don't understand her sense of humor. She's mm -hmm. got probably one of the best sense of humor out there like she's funny and she's ironic and a lot of that goes over people's heads yeah but you know and then trailing right off of american life like what a great record like you've never heard anything like this and then you go into hollywood like amazing yeah and like what a record like people go revisit this album and these singles yeah those are my favorites I love the newer, the newer material. A lot of my favorites did not hit number one. Um, a lot of them weren't even singles. Like nobody knows me. Mm, and, that that is actually one of my favorites off of yeah. music. Actually, one of my favorites of of all of hers should have been a single. <laughs> oh, what did I say? Music. Yes. <laughs> well, we can talk about music. I mean, amazing should have been a single. Amazing Impressive was a good one. Yeah. I'm actually surprised. Amazing. Impressive Instant was another one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Impressive Instant. I, I feel like we need a hashtag for justice for Impressive Instant and justice <laughs> for Nobody Knows Me because they are two songs that needed to be singles and weren't. And they're never so good. Never say never with Madonna. I mean. Mm-hmm. Especially you know? with TikTok now and, you know, who knows what could happen. So you know, I, I can't even go to an airport or to the grocery store and see a conveyor belt without the urge to do the choreography of Nobody Knows Me from the Reinvention Tour. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. Go on YouTube and look it up. And that that's choreography on a conveyor belt. That's <laughs> Nobody Knows Me. That remix from her recent um stuff you said you've been loving a lot of her recent hits uh mm -hmm. what what would you say are a couple of your faves 
I mean, I think Living for Love was genius. It should have been a massive hit. Me too. You know, there's still a little bit of ageism in our industry um, that she's paving the way. She's still pounding that wall down. You know, Ghost Town was such a great Mm. record. Um, You know, the Rebel Heart era was plagued with leaks and rushes, but I still think it was amazing. I loved Medellin with Maluma. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, ugh, it's so hard for me to narrow it down because they're all so different. Yeah. So and they're awesome. good. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're great. They're amazing. And, you know, I'm addicted from MDNA. That is a great um, song. And that's just so high energy and just like frantic and fun. And and then you have songs like Masterpiece, which won the Golden Globe mm-hmm. on the same record. Like. You know, there's a song for every mood. There's a song for every vibe. So, you know, asking me what my favorites are is tricky. Tough. Oh, you know what? I want to rewind because I think my all-time favorite, one of them, it varies, but it's probably, it stays in the top three is Erotica. Mm, That is a great song. It is. I just love it. I always have since it came out. I was in fourth grade. I got the cassette single and i got the cd maxi single and the cd single and then when the album came out I, in october you know my parents got it for me and the edited version of course i brought it into school i got suspended <laughs> so i wear it as a badge of honor but it was a great album and it is a great album that's also overlooked by the it is room. it is an overlooked one i think for me i Living for Love, for sure, um, off of her, you know, off out of her 50 number ones uh, from Finally Enough Love, Living for Love is totally, totally uh, hashtag justice for Living for Love. Uh, Celebration should have been a giant smash played on every single radio station ever. Um, and that pisses me off. It's not too late. It is not too late. Give It to Me is another one uh, oh, that yeah. is just so good and i absolutely loved it and then like a prayer i think will always uh have a place in my heart as a catholic um recovering catholic uh, <laughs> and um into the groove is another classic one especially the mix on uh finally enough love which i believe is what the you can dance mix or something mm-hmm. it's a in my opinion it is a easily accessible remix for the general public. It's not like a crazy remix that you would hear in a club uh, and you would feel out of place to the general public. (laughs) You know, I, and I love that about it. It's just like a fresh take, even though it's 30 years old or whatever it is. Um, It's like a fresh take. If you're hearing it today on a classic song and that song is just so incredible. I love Um, it. I mean, intergroove that's, that's one of those songs where you hear it at the grocery store, CBS or wherever. And also in the club, the same remix. Yeah. It could be the remix from Finally Enough Love, and it still hits. Yeah. Like, it just fits everywhere. I love that about this compilation, too, the way it kind of eases from kind of not, I don't want to say softer remixes, but more accessible, more right. true to the originals. And then, you know, as as the 80s progress, as she progresses, the remix go a little bit harder, mm-hmm. and then you hit those 90s. And then by the time you hit, you know, Bedtime Story and Secret and Human Nature, and and then especially with Frozen and Ray of Light music, and then, yeah. then we're in the club. <laughs> like, but that's such a great, it's such a great listening experience, both versions, the, the 50 number ones and the 16 track one. Like, it's just such a journey. Everything she does is cathartic. And it's organic and it's accessible and it's fun. Yeah. Oh, which reminds me, as you're saying, accessible and fun, uh, hung up is one of my all time favorites. So (laughs) I'm with you. I would have a really, really, really hard time putting my personal top 10 together because it's just going to change every day, probably. Yeah, and Justice for Future Lovers. (laughs) Oh, that was a great track. And the opening on Confessions Tour was future lovers yeah yeah and and it's it was just an uh took you to another world you know hearing that rumble and all it was just crazy i mean stuart price just such a genius yeah um 
mixed with Donna Summer and the visuals and just that baseline. Ugh. Yeah. The woman knows how to put on a show. Absolutely. And remix it. And <laughs> keep it fresh. I love that. Remix and, and revisit it. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. That was a great one. I remember that. That was what? Gap, right? Yeah, that that Into the Hollywood Groove with Missy Elliott. That was part of that compilation. Yeah, that was a cool little um, side side note of Madonna's career, I feel like. You know, I feel like yeah. it, it wasn't like a crazy big thing, but it was just like a fun campaign. Yeah, it was something cool. Was Missy and Madonna just remixing and revisiting Into the Groove in Hollywood. And then maybe a little bit overshadowed by... The VMA performance, which is so iconic, um, <laughs> never can be replicated or duplicated. Yeah. Like, who would think, you know, what was it, the 2003 VMAs, like Madonna kissing Christina and Britney would be such a huge controversy yeah. and people would freak out like now and what year is that? 2022? Right. People would be like, mm -hmm. right. But if you wanted exactly. it, I'm sure they would have something to say about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> saving the way like just simple things but behind all of those not stunts performances mm -hmm. are great records like i think she performed the um thin white duke remix of hollywood yes yeah with, not on 50 number ones but um i think the there's another remix on this compilation but you know even the remixes are something for everybody they're also different and the fact that she curates them and co-produces them with the remixers and is in the studio working with the engineers and the producers and the writings, just it's just so she, as a musician, it's so impressive. Yeah. And don't give her credit behind the boards. Absolutely. You know, Madonna behind the boards. And even for for Finally Enough Love, she worked with Mike Dean, who, of course, she worked with on Madame X and uh, I believe Rebel Heart, um, you know, kind of remastering these to sound absolutely incredible, um, crisp, just like they were released today, you know, um, yeah. and I love that. And who would do that themselves? What artists would do that themselves? You know, and I love that about her, that she <laughs> she doesn't leave it to other people ever. Absolutely not. She's she's the queen. Of course. This is her legacy. That's why everything is, it's, again, so authentic because it's coming from her. It's coming from an authentic place. And she's a dancer. She understands musicality, but she's also a musician. She was a drummer. And, you know, and she's learned. And she, you can hear the growth in the production from her. And, um, you know, working with Monty as a guitarist. It's just, it's just so incredible. There's just so many different, we could, this conversation could go on for days. It literally could. The variations of, of great Madonna records and different genres that she touches on, but they all come from an authentic place because, you know, nobody's one dimensional Yeah. and her music's not one dimensional. There's up, there's down, there's all around. It's all about survival. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what was that? Erotica, right? Uh, the record? Bedtime stories. It was right the Bedtime after. Stories record? Yeah. Survival. Survival, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and she really just doesn't give a fuck. She just wants to make great music and say what she has to say and keep it moving. There are, you know, songs of hers are like tattoos that are like markers in her life. You can remember where you were when you heard it. Yeah. Takes you back to a time. And with this compilation, create new memories. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I was out in the UK a, a few weeks ago at kind of this underground hip hop club. And all of a sudden it was like, you know, I, I don't have the street cred to say who these underground rappers are and like, you know, what, what the streets are listening to, but then all of a sudden this remix of human nature comes on and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, just, Damn man. I'm like, this is an official Madonna remix. Like, <laughs> like, and it just fit right in. So like, and again, authentic because that's just who she is. Mm -hmm. she's, she's a woman of the people of all of them. Absolutely. So we asked, our Pop Culture Weekly listeners and iHeartRadio listeners across the country. What are their top 10 favorite 
Madonna number ones. <laughs> I love that. I'm nervous. I know. I, I I just peeked at this, and this is pretty cool. We're going to start back from number 10. So the 10th most favorite Madonna number one out of her 50 number ones is Ray of Light, which is such a good song. And every time that she has done this on tour, I think is a highlight of that show incredible electric guitar version yeah sure yeah techno version sure sasha remix sure calderon remix done (laughs) and and can you imagine like trying to perform that song live the way that she does not at all performing it singing it live and then dancing to it i get out of breath like just trying to after the first like <laughs> and like I'm like trying to like you know, uh, and I'm like, whew, whew. like and she's just rocking out, dancing it, like yeah, it I, it really is um, to me uh, just an incredible song, and I love that. I love like you said all the different versions uh, live, and you've got to hear it. You know, go and I'll I'll do that in a piece for for this show in a blog post. Um, so go to popcultureweekly.com or your, you know, favorite iHeartRadio station's uh, website and click on Kyle and you will um, get the piece that I'm talking about. And also, I guess it would help if I just put it in the show notes uh, where we'll have some of uh, her best uh, performances because you've got to experience Ray of Light live. Um, So good. Number nine, music. Love, Mm -hmm. love, love this song. And it okay. is well deserved. Number eight. I'm surprised Ooh, that I'm sorry. that's not. I'm surprised that Ray of Light and Music are ten and nine. I know. I know. I'm actually but, surprised at the order of this list, and I think it's interesting. So, all right, number eight. Express yourself. I mean, great song. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go for second best, baby. Never. And that includes for Tinder too. So, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, number, what am I? 10, nine, eight. I'm bad at math. Seven. Yeah, wait, yeah. <laughs> wait, right. Two, nine, seven. Yeah. Let's seven. Yeah. 10 is Ray of Light. Nine is music. Eight is express yourself. Seven is erotica. Yeah. Which I am really surprised to see that as the seventh favorite Madonna. Number one progress yeah absolutely absolutely so apparently there's there's justice for erotica out there number (laughs) (laughs) number ten nine eight seven six secret Mm, such a good song and i'm i was genuinely happy that secret is on there because i feel like it's overlooked but apparently to pop culture weekly listeners to iheart radio listeners it is not an overlooked madonna song They've got taste. What they can do. you say? <laughs> I love our audience. Secret, secret <laughs> it's so great. It's just such a, it's just so, I mean, they could throw it on into rotation today and it just, it fits all of these actually. Yeah, yeah they really do. That, that's, you know, that's kind of the incredible thing is any of these songs could be played today and uh, you, it wouldn't be out of place with whatever else is being played, you know? secret it's such a jam it is and i love the like the like cool vibe like the guitar vibe and then the little piano that you know i love that overshadowed by the the controversy that preceded it with erotica yeah and unfortunately yeah it really is i I, i'm I'm really happy to see secret on here me too (laughs) number five frozen which is another good song. Somebody posted something on Twitter or something yesterday of Madonna performing Frozen. I want to say it was for the first time, and it was at like the National Lottery concert or something. Okay, in the like in an all black leather dress or something. Yes, yes, with yeah, big like puffy like balls on her shoulder, and <laughs> yeah. um or whatever they're called. Clearly, I'm a fashionista. The uh uh. It was like the UK, like a, a lottery thing. And apparently it was like yeah. the most watched series in the UK or something. So she did that and it was really, really cool. And I had forgotten just how incredibly powerful that song is 
uh, those strings, just everything about it is just such a great song. What a game changer that was. Yeah. I just remember being in ninth grade and it coming out and like, you know, MTV and VH1 and everybody, it was like Madonna, Madonna. And, you know, this new Madonna, this ethereal, cabalistic mother Madonna. And you're like, okay, cool, whatever. I love Madonna. I mean, I've always been on the Madonna train. So you're coming off of Avita and people are like, man, she's not that cool. But I remember like everybody in my high school, even the street guys, where like when Frozen came out, like you couldn't avoid it. And you were just like, what am I watching? And like, this is incredible. What is this sound? Yeah. Like, and it's just, it was gorgeous and it was cool and it was electronic and it was different. And, and it was just like, it, it was such a vibe. And then the remixes, obviously, mm-hmm. that was actually the first time I think that I, you know, I, I always collected like the uh, maxi singles. Yeah myself on cd and like decorated my room with them but until the ray of light era is when i really started to appreciate the remixes and, and actually enjoy them and listening to them and the frozen remixes i was like these are dope like and i feel like it was a bold choice to go with a ballad for the first single um yeah. especially coming off of what something to remember and Avita, and then kind of or maybe it wasn't, you know, I mean, well, obviously well, it wasn't. But. I mean, I'm sure there was some record label executive that would just like come back with Ray of Light as the first single and hit him like with the big new reinvented Madonna, like dance banger anthem reinvented. And people forget that she that was her label. Right. <laughs> so she called the shots and she said, thank you very much for your opinion. But. Uh, I'm going with Frozen. Yeah. And and this is how I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, you know, it was bold and it clearly worked. So uh, I I just think that's pretty incredible looking back on it now that that was the first single. Because like you said, the the easy thing to do would have been to to throw out um, Ray of Light and to go with with, uh, Frozen. You know, it's such a good song. Um, Smart. Absolutely. Uh, so that was what? Five, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. Yes. Number four. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Is Like a Prayer, one of the Ooh, greatest songs wow. of all time. I, I was expecting Like a Prayer to be number one. I know. And, you know, just just because it, it usually is. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I feel like a lot of fans um, really put some thought into this. And I, I think I told you we had over uh, 8,000 votes on this. So that, you, you know, in, in like less than 24 hours. So that's awesome. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, what, how long is the, that poll was out for like 10 minutes? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I feel like they did really, really um, put some thought into this because these were not the songs that I were expecting for the top 10 or the order that I was expecting them to be in. So pretty cool. Um, and of course, iconic. Exactly. Every single one of them, iconic Ex- and also different. Exactly. That's, you know, that's the other thing about this is, you know, if you were look, if you didn't know who Madonna was because you lived under a rock for the last 40 years and you heard these songs, you'd be like, that's different artists or whatever. You know what I mean? That'd be like, it would be hard to fathom that these are all from the same person. Right. And they are. Like a prayer is that is that song that comes on at a bar, at a street bar, at a gay bar, at wherever you are, and everybody is singing along, yep. you know, on the school bus, like in the car. Like, it's like that jam, and everybody loves it. It's just, it's that song. It's kind of like, you know, like a prayer and into the groove of Vogue and whatever. I know I'm going off on a tangent. Oh, you're but fine. Like, people hear these songs, and they can't help themselves. Absolutely. In my personal experience, um, like a prayer is that one that really gets everybody on their feet and singing along and into that good mood. So I'm surprised that it's in the middle. I know. I know. Me too. One, but, but when you have 50 number ones, it is hard to, you know what I mean? It's hard exactly. to put everything in. Is there the fire? If you've learned anything. 
hopefully the building's not on fire. Anyway, sorry. Because that's uh, because these songs are so hot. <laughs> that's exactly right. right? <laughs> we are yeah. catching the building on fire. Are we burning up? <laughs> <laughs> Which is another incredible, incredible Madonna song. I really hope we're not on fire. But anyway, I'm sure I'll see smoke or something. Um, number three, Into the Groove, such okay. a classic. We talked about that one. Number iconic. Th- iconic. Number two, Hung Up. I am so glad to see that so high. So glad to see that so high. That <laughs> I remember, they love Hung Up. <laughs> I remember that film, that film, that uh, music video film come out and just being astounded by the whole thing everybody was playing that song everywhere old young uh black white didn't matter just that was just such a massive hit and again before people were doing jumping on the dance music euro pop train whatever you want to call it exactly like she just completely switched it up and was like i'm going to do a disco album yep and I'm going to sample ABBA. And I think that's the first time ABBA actually let somebody sample, S- sample him. Yeah. And um, and Dua Lipa, who I absolutely love her album, um, uh, Future Love Nostalgia. Songs or whatever. What's it called? Future Nostalgia. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. I absolutely love that album from front to back. However, that album could not exist without Confessions on a Dance Floor. I mean, it's just facts. I mean, hung up. Another one you just hear it and people are just they just want to dance. Yeah. And uh, yeah, such a great one. It uh, really you, is. You know, and she felt that summer, right? She fell off her horse on her birthday, um, I guess this week, and broke I don't remember how many bones it was. Yeah. Like collarbones, um, ribs, shoulders, and then I guess hung up confessions came out in November two thousand. And five, that was when I was at Island Def Jam and Queen MC saw my Queen M poster <laughs> all that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> they love each other, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and how could you not? Yeah, despite what the blogs or the mm-hmm. rumors, like they love and respect each other. Queen MC, Queen M, there's room for everyone. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so she had broken all of these bones and august and i guess they shot the video maybe in october or whenever it came out and there she was doing dance dance revolution with these teenagers yeah like nothing in like she hadn't skipped a beat and she looked great i'm sure it hurt yeah we fell and then she went on that tour yeah which was insane to do after an accident like that and then go and do all these extremely dance oriented projects including a freaking world tour you know just I mean, the choreography for that project alone the videos the roller skating and yeah sorry. oh sorry is a great one yeah i mean and uh she, get together i love that one too oh, people love get together <laughs> and they love to get together um, <laughs> number one what do you think it is Yes, exactly. Vogue. Number one is Vogue. And I love that because that is such an iconic song. Um, And it is uh, kind of ironic or not ironic, but um, interesting because it is back at number one this week with the Queen's remix of uh, Break Your Soul, Break My Soul, Break My Soul. And uh Thank you, Madonna, for giving Beyonce. Is this her first number one single in how many years? 14. Ooh. 14 years. Thank you, Madonna. We love you, Beehive. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Vogue's having a moment. Yeah, it's very apropos. It's a banger. It's a classic. (laughs) People love it. Strike a pose and um, live your life on the dance floor. And the music video, I mean, is iconic, you know, that old Hollywood glamour mixed with, you know, uh, kind of like house, just the whole thing is just iconic. And that's why iHeartRadio and uh, Pop Culture Listener, Pop Culture Listener, Pop Culture Weekly listeners have dubbed it their number one Madonna hit. 
if you had to guess out of her 50 number ones, what do you think were the three least voted for? Hmm. I'm going to say maybe nothing fails. No, actually. Oh, okay. Well, so, I love nothing fails. Yeah, of but, course. And and um, let's at, at the end of the day, we are talking about the least voted for number one hits. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's not like any of these are bad. We are still talking about number one hits. Maybe Crave? No. I love oh Crave. Oh my god. I'm <laughs> I, I, I Number three, the third least voted for was Turn Up the Radio, which, first of all, rude. This is on iHeartRadio. So, guys, what the hell? People have a love-hate relationship with it. They either love it or they hate it. One of my best friends, a huge Madonna fan, loathes that song. I love it. I think it's fun and catchy. So what's interesting is I when that album came out, I absolutely loved it. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's cool. Like, turn up the radio and blah, 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 blah. And um, now I'm like, meh. Yeah. You know? And it just might be the mood that I'm in, like, in this season of my life. And the next season I might be like, yeah, turn up the radio. You know? But I just went from absolutely loving it to being like, meh, I don't even know how that happens. But when you have 50 number ones and a catalog of what, 14, 13 um, studio albums, you know, you're going to, um, you're going to have a whole varied bunch of favorites change as we talked about. I wonder if she even remembers that one. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she has so many and she's like, "Mm." the second least voted for number one. Give me all your loving. Mm, okay, so people aren't really feeling MDNA. Which is interesting because MDNA, MDMA, no, MDNA, Jesus. Right. Um, <laughs> I was going to say MDMA is one of my favorites. MDNA uh. <laughs> is one of my favorites. I absolutely really, really, really love that album. And Give Me All Your Lovin', I thought was so appropriate for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, as the, as the lead single off of that album and then performing at the Super Bowl, it just worked. What I really, really love is the MDNA tour version of Gimme All Your Lovin'. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. She, what was she hanging from the ceiling with palm palms and strapped and flying all around in a marching band, like recreating the Super Bowl in an arena? Yeah. Again, an example of Madonna just having fun and just go with it. Don't exactly. Not everything's going to be drowned world substitute for love, ray of light, or hung up. Like she's doing the Super Bowl. She wants to do a cheer song. It's fun. She's got Nicki Minaj and MIA. Like, let's do this. Exactly. it's fun, but mm, I guess okay, people people in this poll really yeah. <laughs> that's just not their favorite. And I bet if we did this next year, these would be a totally different bottom three. So <laughs> um now the number one least voted for, and again, this sounds like it's a bad thing. It's not. It was still number freaking one. You know what I mean? So like the least voted for number one is still a huge not only achievement, but your faves could never. I'm joking. There's there's room for ever for everyone, but your faves could well, never. Well, there is room for everyone, but your faves could never. <laughs> exactly. It's an accurate statement. Let me see. What is let me try to guess. What is I'm curious. What are fans' least favorite Madonna remix? Mm, I think it was called Born This Way. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No no tea, no shade. <laughs> Just kidding. Pulls up. Who, if you had, do you want to guess? No, because I'm completely missing the mark here. (laughs) That's all right. It is, uh, and I don't, I actually don't think this one is surprising. It is me against the music. Which makes sense, I think, in certain ways, because I, I feel like that song should have been so much bigger than it was. Right. Well, that was also in the aftermath of the VMA kiss. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little bit overshadowed and the controversy around American life still lingering. And that whole used to be called Dixie Chicks. Now, I guess the chicks, that whole chicks, chicks, 
mentality in America. Mm-hmm. Um, so people really weren't gravitating towards Madonna in 2003 because she was so outspoken and, you know, people didn't want to get chicks. And I think that project and that song, that album, that era was affected by that kind of American fear. Yeah. In American life. Yeah. But that's really Britney's song that Madonna is a feature on. So I I, I, appro- I approve that being their least favorite because it's not really her song. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for speaking with me and celebrating, pun intended, Finally Enough Love, 50 number ones. I'm excited for uh, this release officially and excited for what's to come. There's so much good stuff coming. And um, I hope you'll come back, you know, come on again and we'll talk about the next Madonna project. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. You know, I, you know, we're going to have to edit this heavily because it's probably like a six hour long conversation. (laughs) And, um, yeah holiday celebrate finally enough love and it's on vinyl it just hits different Mm. you know what i mean and um there's so many other songs that didn't hit number one that are worth revisiting so i feel like there might be a lot more coming down the pipeline in terms of revisiting the catalogs as well as some new things probably coming because you know as we know she loves to look forward not necessarily backwards, but I think she's celebrating and enjoying her past successes. And I think this is a good reminder for her that she's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Bitch, I am Madonna. Exactly. Look what I do. And this is, this is, these are hot. Exactly. You know, How can you not look at this track list and be like, I did that. I did that shit. To these songs and, and not be like, I heart Madonna. Right. Hashtag I heart Madonna. I get it. I heart Madonna. I love it. Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, and where can you, where can people follow you? They sure can. Just look for hashtag Madonna. It's probably one of my posts. Uh, <laughs> but I'm at Mike Kilman. I mean, just that's just my simple little personal fan accounts on socials and M-I-K-E-K-I-L-L-M-O-N. I'm not sure how interesting I am to follow. I think you got a lot of cool stuff that you're uh, always pushing, so... <laughs> Every once in a while, there are a few um, breadcrumbs, clues to what's what's next. Nice. Well, we got to eat, so keep them coming. Right. <laughs> so thank you, Madonna. Thank you, iHeart. Thank you, Kyle. And congratulations on everything. Thank you. And um, can't wait to jump into this this weekend and dance and sing, get up and do my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Enough Love 50 Number Ones is out right now on everything. Streaming, everything. the iHeartRadio app, digital, physical, vinyl, probably everything. Carrier pigeon, too, probably. I mean, it's Madonna. Never say never. (laughs) There's probably a Morse code version coming. (laughs) All right, you bitches. There it is. My conversation with Mike Kilman all about Madonna. Finally enough love. 50 number ones. It is out right now. Please go to popcultureweekly.com and check out the blog pieces that I did all with all kinds of Madonna goodness. I also have some pretty cool Madonna-related episodes in the show notes, so you can go to the show notes and see my conversation with Monty Pittman, my, one of my very, very good friends forever, where we celebrated her birthday a couple of years ago and... Uh, and there's, there's a whole bunch of Madonna content that we've covered, and it is in the show notes, so go check that out. Also, my upcoming limited series, Death, Grief, and Other Shit We Don't Discuss, which is a very personal project for me. You know, it was about my mom who passed away from cancer last year, and I went around the country and talked to all these experts on various aspects of death and grieving and loss. We do a seance. I talk to near-death experiencers. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff uh, relating to it. So that trailer is out now, and the show comes out August 30th. The first four episodes premiere on August 30th. The show, uh, the trailer for the show is out right now. You can, you know, use this app that you're using to listen to Pop Culture Weekly or go to deathandgrief.show, and uh, that'll get you hooked up with 
where you need to be. I'd love to know what you think about that. It's obviously very different from this show. That show is uh, much different. A <laughs> little bit. It's a lot more serious than this show, obviously, just because of the content. But in any event, I love you. Thank you for celebrating Madonna's birthday and the brand new release of Finally Enough Love 50 number ones with me and with Mike. And um, we'll be back next week. I got some really, really awesome things coming up for you that I can't announce yet, but will just the second I'm allowed. Believe me, I can't wait to let you know. Thank you for voting in the poll. I'll have the updated because we just kept it open for the rest of the um, week. And I'll have the updated uh, results on that, too, on popcultureweekly.com. I'll see you next week. I love you. We out. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Weekly. Hear all the latest at popcultureweekly.com. Finally, enough love. Finally, enough love. Finally, enough love. Finally, enough love. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.